and welcome to I Spit on Your Grades uh, with me, Faye, and Chris, and Mercer. Oh, hello. We join you here from our dining room in Spitgrades Towers. Yes, in Spitgrades Towers. <laughs> Shea Spitgrades. Um, or Shea Spitgrades. <laughs> but uh, um, for all that, we, obviously, we're all aware of what's going on in the world right now. We just want to mention before we start that we are aware of social distancing and we are taking measures right now to do that we're recommended distance apart and this will be the last podcast we do together until further notice we'll try to skype and such and get it done that way but in a room together this will be the last time but we are adhering to social distancing in terms of distance right now this has got a very nice hazmat suit on (laughs) i'm not sure the ashless chaps were needed but it's my weekend attire um, it's your everyday attire. Okay, right, yes, it is. <laughs> Jesus. You've only been preparing long for the gay apocalypse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's only one way into this. Fuck the chaps everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the food. My ass is on show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, we, would, we just wanted to let you know that we weren't being irresponsible mm-hmm. in that sense. No, every other sense. Yes. Uh, I guess also. We're not doing this normal episode either. No. Because of the current situation, we've decided to just do a one-off episode to inject some kind of cheer into the horror world. If you you did listen to our last episode, we did say that we were going to focus on witches this episode. But, you know, there's enough doom and gloom in the world right now, so we're not. We're just going to talk about fun horrors that are pick-me-ups. Some of our favourite, you, you'll go to again and again kind of uh, stuff, but we're not allowing us because us is not a pick-me-up. It's, <laughs> it's a pick-me-up for me, but that's, that's just my preference. So, let's jump into it. Christopher, pick-me-up film, go. My absolute go-to, I know you both love it as well, we love it so much that we dressed up for it at Horicon last year at Sheffield. <laughs> Mercer again, showing show a lot of flesh. We've also got pictures. Of we do, this. we do. They we'll, are on Facebook. But, but we'll show you. We'll get someone, we'll repost them on Twitter. Yeah, stick them on and, Instagram. Um, Instagram for Instagram listeners, Twitter listeners, so you can, you can see how sexy we all looked. Oh, we were so sexy. And that, oh, our triumvirate was show, representing. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. See, Tucker and Dale hated it when I first watched it. Absolutely hated it. Couldn't stand it. I were in this weird kind of I don't like comedy horror phase and wasn't I were a bit ignorant. I weren't willing to give much a chance in way of the genre. But um yeah, I watched it again and I'm glad I gave it a second chance because now I absolutely adore it. I'm in double figures for this. Definitely. Every time it's on Horror Channel, as it as it often is, yes, straight on. Don't care, 10 minutes in, hour and 10 minutes in, <laughs> I will put that film on and watch it to the to the end. It's just so good. It's like, I know everyone's getting like ripped apart and thrown into wood chippers and stuff, but it's still so lovely. <laughs> These <laughs> kids just started killing themselves <laughs> on my property. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we dressed up for it at Horrorcon last year. Um, and that was actually our first time cosplaying as a threesome, I reckon. It was my first time cosplaying oh. ever. 
Outside the bedroom. <laughs> no, no, you, dr- you dressed up as Harry Potter back in the day. That was fancy dress, that was Halloween. Yeah. It wasn't like cosplay. It weren't going to an event as a character. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, Tuckendale is such a brilliant lampoon of the slasher, hillbilly, yeah. redneck kind of kind of horror. It's just, it starts brilliantly. Obviously, Tyler Levine and Alan Tudyk, yeah. both absolutely stunning in the roles. They are. Tyler is Dale. Just, it starts with the first interaction they have with Alison when they're at the, <laughs> when they're at the service station. And he goes, he goes, goes over to introduce himself just, and comes up as a truly terrifying redneck. <laughs> yeah. huh. As I say, just the whole splatterific deaths all the way through, whether it's being, being impaled on a spike that they run through the woods, yeah. whether it's the wood chipper... Speaking of gory and splattery deaths, I'm going to jump in with my pick-me-up right about here, if that's all right. Because we're going to no. do these quick. We're going to do them quick. We're going to we're gonna do, we're gonna get as many as we can in. So you can, so if, you know, if you if you haven't seen them, if you want to see them, then by all means seek them out in this miserable time and hopefully they will bring a bit of joy into your life. So my pick is obviously Tyler McIntyre's 2017 Tragedy Girls. Woo! Oh, so good. So brilliant. You know, again, I'm not, we're not going to go into what this all is really because you've probably seen it or you can look up what they are. Um, but I'm just going to contradict what I just said and go into it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, two, two teenage girls, um, Sadie and Michaela, played by Brianna Hybrand and Alexandra Ship. Um, aspire to become the best serial killers that they can be. So they kidnap a known serial killer and try to learn from him. They want tips and tricks and whatnot. And it's about them just um, going on their killing spree and living their best life as serial killers. All the while living in a social media world. Everything's hashtagged. Everything's, you know, Instagrammed, Twittered, that sort of thing. It's you if you're a serial killer. Yeah, pretty. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me? Who's more? It does sound like, when you say, like, oh, very social media and Twittery and stuff like that, it does sound like it's going to be a bit pants, but what actually, it it's hysterical. It's it's so funny. It's even I, hashtag Tragedy Girls. Hashtag Tragedy Girls. I, yeah, it is so funny. Oh, you've also, um, you've got a mask, haven't you? I do have a tragedy, made the, by Mitchell Harrod. Made by Mitch Harrod. Yes. Um, Who joined us very grateful. He wasn't very grateful to join us. We were very, <laughs> yeah. well, he may have been, but we were very grateful to have him we on last indeed. week's, mm-hmm. um, our fortnight ago, Fright Fest special. Yes, we were very happy. Yeah, we'll show you the mask as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a picture of the mask again. But, but don't wear it because you'll suffocate and nearly die because there's no <laughs> air holes in that shit. So I nearly died the first time I put it on. I couldn't get it off. It like suctioned into my face. Are we saying that actually Mitch was trying to kill you? He's like, here, yeah. have this mask. Maybe. Possibly. Oh, great horror plot! Someone tries, someone tries to kill various people with associated horror memorabilia. <laughs> Boom! Get it locked in. Trademark. Boom. Seed. That's copyrighted. I'll get uh, a, a Kickstarter going. <laughs> Okay. Felix really embarrassed by the the entire situation that just happened. Well, I thought it was just going to go into Halloween three season of the witch being killed by masks. I thought that's what it was going to be. No, no I'm talking all offshoots. So, so that little mask, little the little special edition Chucky dolls, 
The one, that I, the one that I have that we'll also post on Twitter, that both the Chucky and the Poltergeist clown that I've had yeah. made for me. There's a lot of Twitter posting coming up. There is a lot Expect of Twitter posting. Pictures! We can't go else. We're, locked, no. we're locked in our houses. What else can we do? Didn't ask, but what's your favourite, favourite part of um, Chuck and Dale? The, the first intro, when, when, he, when, he, when he meets him, and he goes across, he just sits going, well, <laughs> Yes. Awesome. What's your favourite from Tragedy Girl? Oh, God, there's so many. But I'd probably have to go with when um, they've got the the smart girl in the woodwork. Or or when they uh, when they go to kill the guy on the side of the road with the with the motorbike and he comes off and he, and he just won't die. <laughs> uh, hilarious, yeah. I love all the Tragedy Girls. I can't pick a favourite part. I love it all. It's even, you know, even made me love Skrillex. I don't love Skrillex, but that fucking end tune is banging. Anywho, Tragedy Girls. John, pick me up film, go. Uh, One Cut of the Dead. Mm. So I've seen this a couple of times now. I've only um, seen it once. I, I've only seen it at the cinema twice. I saw it at Fright Fest, queued to get a ticket. Yep. And then saw it at Showroom in Sheffield when it played there. Um, was it quite busy at Showroom? It was saying? busy. And oh. I'll tell you something. Part of the reason I love One Cut of the Dead is it's quite charming, it's funner, and, you know, it it doesn't treat the audience like idiots, but it, it does kind of make you think that you're watching a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. start with. Um, but it kind of, like, it's so, in, it's so engaging, I think. It's, it's like and, a practical joke with your friends that you're in on. And yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. So like, when you first watch it, obviously, if you've seen it, you know what the, the big twist is. Yeah. Um, and it's... Genius. If you haven't seen it, then I'm not. I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm not going to say what the big twist is because it it will it won't ruin the film. But it'll just it will watch it. With yeah. It elevates it. It immediately it, it, elevates I, it. I saw it. I saw it for right best after I saw it on the second screening. Yes. So yes. I already had that revealed to me, which I'm. I, I'm really lost. I, I think. I think it's. I think it spoils it. I didn't have it revealed to me. All I got told were, um, just, just bear with it. That's the only advice I would give. I think. De- yeah, I don't Damon's think you there. need that advice. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I don't think just bear with it is advice that's relevant to this film because it is quite funny anyway. Yeah. When it starts, um, even though it does look quite pants, it is quite funny. Yeah. Um, but part of the reason why I kind of think this is a really good pick me up film. Is because when I did see it again for the second time, knowing what was happening with a completely different audience that weren't a festival audience, yeah, and hearing like the response from everybody that. else, yes, I love that. But also me responding to it in a completely different way because I knew what were coming, yeah. It were it just it were amazing, just nice. that kind of feeling, and I, I don't think for a long time. Other than Black Swan, I was just gonna say. Black other than Swan. Black Swan, yeah. I don't think there's been a time when I've been to the cinema with a normal audience where people have just watched the film. Well, when we went to see Black Swan, it wasn't a normal audience. It was like an OAP gathering. Like everyone <laughs> yeah. in the work there, everyone in that cinema, like over age sixty. There were no one like there were no one on the mobile. No, no one was talking. Everyone was watching the film. Everyone was laughing at the joke. And when the twist comes, like there were an audible like oh, in the in the cinema. And I like I don't know. Like I was so I was like a proud papa See? of a film that I thought deserves so much love. And it's just so good. And it's funny. And it's lovely. 
and pom 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 yeah poms pom 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 yes one cut of the dead favorite bit um it's so hard i think um my favorite bits are action I, I think once you get the twist and like the the wraparound of the twist, yeah. Is if, really we, if we said pyramid um, <laughs> when you watch it, yeah, that's yeah. an awesome scene. Yeah. Pyramid. That's, yeah. That's just the, by the way you're saying about obviously the audience being completely quiet into it. It's one of the weird things. Horror, horror in a mainstream cinema. I think is the only time I normally go when a really good horror is when the audience are complete. Yeah. Completely quiet. Even a really good, great action film, great drama film, people are still talking. But my best experience in the cinema, mainstream ones, and the absolute silence have been horror films. Get out. Get out. Us. Absolute silence. Us. Mm-hmm. It. Um, it. Chapter it, one. Yeah. The midnight. The midnight screen. And we expect people to be yeah. hyped mm-hmm. up for it. Complete. A quiet place. Yeah. A quiet place. There was nothing. I just had a run. A run. The if the ones where it's a really good. Horror film. The audience are just, as well. Yeah, the yeah. audience have just been completely silent. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I don't, <laughs> go to, <laughs> I don't go to the cinema that often. Mm. So when I went to see Oh Hereditary, Hereditary. with you, that's that, the that was that's the only like three yeah. of them in that cinema though. When I went to see Oz, I think there were only like three people in the cinema. That's it was like my first. I, know, I went on my own. Oh, yes. did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. First film I've ever been to on my own. Okay. Um, really? But, yeah. American Psycho, my first ever but film. But I went to loads because a... I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> but like One Cut of the Dead was a sold out show and I can't think of a single, like I say, other than like one single sold out movie that I've been to where even when I went to see it, there were a girl sat filming clips and Snapchat really? to her friends going, oh, I'm so scared. We did have that during chapter two. It really tracks, right at the beginning, the guy was taking pictures and sending it, but then his phone went away mm. and nothing. I, I liked, I went back and saw Get Out and Us multiple times. I think I saw Us five times at cinema because I just kept going back because I loved it. And when you get like the twist and stuff, here, I, I love hearing people's reactions when mm. you know what's coming, like you with One Cut of the Dead. And when it gets to the twist, when it gets to the underground, hearing everyone just go, oh! You're like, yes, <laughs> yes. Just, uh, just as an FYI, I'd like to remind everyone at the start of this show, Chris said we would not be talking about us, and somehow, somehow, because for Finn me, for has me, managed to get it in oh, there. Do you know what? For me, <laughs> Get Out and Us are pick me up films for me because they're so fucking good that I just, yeah. I just finish them and go, I cannot believe how fucking good that is. And it lifts me up. I walked out of us, fucking elated, going, this is how I want my horror to be from now on. Like, all fucking pompous, going, I will never watch anything else unless it's to this standard. That sort of thing. I fucking loved it. So for me, they are pick-me-up films. I was underwhelmed by us. I'm underwhelmed by your face. So... And she she married that face. (laughs) So I think that's three, three... Really good pick me up films, yeah, like definitely. actual full. That's a great triple bill. Yes, actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind sitting down watching all three of them. Definitely. Cool. I mean, I'll be honest, Tuckerdale's not my favourite, but I'd have like fair first time I watched it, loved the first half, hated the second half. Mm-hmm. Second time I watched it, completely adored the first half, only slightly didn't like the second half as much. Um, it grows on you. Yeah, but it's it's definitely got throughout a lot of good 
moments in it that kind of make yeah. me go, oh, do you know what? This is it's got sweet moments in it. Yeah. And I sometimes think we forget, like in horror, you forget that the sweet moments are actually quite important sometimes. It's sort of yeah. the big the big dumb give you something. The, the big not classically good looking dumb <laughs> Oh, they're not dumb because we find out he's actually quite smart. They're, all, they're, yeah, both, they're both quite smart, yeah, in their own way. That's the thing. They're not just these hick hillbillies. He can build a house. He knows yeah, they're not engineering. Ty- they're not typically good-looking leading man. Still yeah. gets the woman. Yeah, I think I think that's mm. that's. I think we started good. Yeah, definitely. As of by the way, with one cut of the dead. Zombie for Sale, which we mentioned oh, yes, on last yes. on the Fright Fest episode. John hasn't seen Zombie for Sale yet, so we can't go too much into it. Just a reminder, everyone, John and Mercer are the same person. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Though we've got a fourth member just sitting yeah. quietly. So they're silently staring at My us. My apologies. It's because I've known you for 20 odd years. Yeah, you know, but it's like... interesting that when I call her Tulson, I get told off because she's not Tulson anymore. She's Alice. You don't get told off. You physically assault me. That's just because it's you. You threw a bottle of hen nose down. Because that's how people settle that's Sheffield arguments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah. We don't slap you across the face <laughs> with gloves for a jewel. I'm calling you in social. I saw an article in the, uh, Shepherd, in the Shepherd Star, the local rag, the other day, that people, as they're panic buying, are stocking up on hen nose, but leaving Worcestershire sauce. Good. Fucking good. We it's know the same fucking thing. It no, is not the same Worcestershire thing. Worcestershire sauce has got anchovies in it. You dirty bastard. I love anchovies though. Uh. Slightly off topic. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> Sheffield people know where their priorities are and they're with Hendo's all the way. Fucking Worcestershire bastard sauce. Get out. So, back to the... To the pig beer. So, back to, to the, the pig yes. As we have... Self-isolation hasn't made any of us edgy. <laughs> Mercer, your next pick-me-up film? Um, my next pick-me-up film is Return of the Living Dead. Yes! Yes, And we is. all know why that's a pick-me-up film. Because you like seeing Vag on a gravestone. <laughs> I love Vag on a gravestone. <laughs> it's, it, do you know what? It's, the soundtrack is completely not what something you'd associate with me. But I, punk kind of rocky yeah. 80s. I don't think I'm a punk kind of person yeah I absolutely love that soundtrack we're just gonna have to say if there is rustling because it's a pick me up episode Chris is picking himself up with tank plastics and I've not and I've not seen Return of the Living Dead therefore so he's just observing I'm just I'm gonna sit here he's just gonna sit and ruin it for everyone I'm gonna sit here and eat, eat Haribo while while they cover this mm. um no yeah it's 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 got the most amazing soundtrack it's got some of the campest acting in yes and it's got some of the most quotable lines from any film i use a lot of these lines lines. um so one of my favorite ones is i don't know what the pre the line before it is but it's a we think you should (laughs) you do use that i love that i love that i love the um the pain the pain pain. of being dead it hurts to be dead See, as um, um, much as you've got Return of the Living Dead as a pick-me-up, for me, I'd say Return of the Living Dead Part 2 is more of a pick-me-up for me, purely because that was the one I watched most in my youth. Okay. Like, every time we used to go to Mr. Video, which was across from our own school, um, my dad would have to obviously get the films for me because I couldn't res them mm-hmm. at, like, seven-year-old or whatever I was. Context, our old school, me and Faye went to school together. 
just different years. Mm-hmm. You were a year above. A year above in a, a very lovely area of Sheffield <laughs> called Parkland Crafts. Don't look Don't it Google it. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. But Mr. Video was awesome. It was. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was just like... When people put up pictures of your video shops now, classic they are with like the rotating plastic. So, so when Mr. Video closed down, me and my dad went and we bought the rotating stands from them. So I used what to have the rotating stand in my bedroom <laughs> nice. with my what horror videos on. Yeah. Jealous, actually jealous. But yeah, every week when we went in, we'd always pick something new, but I would always pick Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yeah, anyway. Any, anyway, so... Also, back, sorry. just Return of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. back to my... That I was going to yeah. lead back into that, sorry. <laughs> um, trash. Trash, obviously. Uh, what's... Quigley? Linnea Quigley. Like, classic horror actress. She's like an icon. She's still on Twitter doing good work. She still makes films. Um... Yeah, that, that graveyard dancing scene. It's brilliant. You can't help but smile, because the dancing's terrible. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, we all know, if you don't already, she's wearing a cup in that. She's wearing a vaginal cup. Yes, so it's not actually her vagina Just in that. a fake vagina. Just a fake vagina over the top. That's what, I've, as, as legend would go, that's what I've read anyway. She could have got it out, I don't know. I will say, although I do find this film a pick-me-up, because it is a comedy horror, it's got some classic lines, it's got some great go, it's got some great kills... It doesn't really have a very happy ending. No, but I don't don't think films have to. But that bleak ending doesn't really... It's cancelled out by all the joy that's given to you. I don't don't think any of the films we discuss necessarily have to have a happy ending. A happy ending is a bonus. But these are films that we go to that are like our warm blanket films. Mm -hmm. These are our films that we watch when we're feeling down. And, you know, like, you know, it could incite nostalgia, a memory from... I don't know, your teenage years or whatever like that. That's why we pick these films. Not necessarily because of their happy ending. So your favourite part in Return of the Living Dead? So my favourite part of Return of the Living Dead isn't a happy part. Okay. It doesn't have to be it's a happy part. It's the part where Ernie is, um, gets himself in front of an incinerator. Yeah. And he's going to set himself on fire. Uh-huh. And we've got that music playing. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Um, Burn. Oh, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Burn. The song's about like being on fire. Okay. Um, I don't have a soundtrack. Not on this phone though. But yeah, that's my favourite part because it's it's just on the nose. Okay. And it's quite sad. I think. Do, do you know what I love most about like like Return of the Living Dead is the way that they tended to around that time when you were doing a zombie film. The mist would go over the ground. It would spread over the ground. And then they come up from that. that that's like, that's what I remember. And, and when I remember Return of the Blue and Dead Part 2, I, I think of Dusk. Because we used to watch it around the time when it was going dark. And then, obviously, in the film, he's going out around the time it's going dark. And so, those images, to me, are, are like happy, happy thoughts. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Darkness. No, no darkness but pointing to dust that kind of pinky bluey yeah. sunsetty i don't know how to describe it i'm obviously not very eloquent with my words but you get what i mean yeah so yeah so yeah it's, 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 it's a fun film so i'm guessing you've seen it but if you haven't watch it yeah seeing as chris hasn't said anything in about 20 minutes or whatever yeah. we'll move on to chris's pick next talk talking about endings if i started going would it Mercer's got his 
versus, versus shoulder rhythm is, means he knows exactly what's going on. Um, no. Oh, yes, yes. Of course. We, we knew this was going to happen. And, you know, I will, I will say, John, we, we don't... We don't... We're not obsessed with you in this house. I know that's how it seems. Wow. But, when, but Chris is. Yeah, Chris is, completely. Um, yeah, it's Anna and the Apocalypse, isn't it? It is. We, again, <laughs> we're out of applause. We will keep pushing until Anna and the Apocalypse gets resubmitted for an Oscar and actually gets that Oscar. That's Let Miz, what let Miz won stuff. This no, is, no, I'm saying we're going for it. That's what we're going for. Yeah. That's what we want to that's happen. Saying, if okay, we're going win Oscars, then... Let's start a petition... Oscar for Annie and the Oscar Apocalypse. Oscar for Annie and the Apocalypse. Let's do it. I, well, we'll need a re-release so that we can get it in there. Or a remake. No. no. Not a remake. What did you just say? John can direct again. It's fine. No. You mean with all the same actors and all the same songs? No, that's a re-release. Let's do a re-release then. A re-release is fine. Anyway, Look, as anyway. I say, I know, I know we've covered it. And it won our best Christmas horror yeah, episode. Yeah, because it is. Right, by an absolute landslide. I don't remember even even Mercer brought it to the table. Me and you couldn't help but love the film because it's an absolute not. work of art. It's genius. But yeah, I love horror. I love musicals. And if you put them together, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you put them together, you have one of the best films I've seen at Fright Fest. True, I've not been to many, but you've been to a few. I've been to a few now. It's it got put in. I am going to say, got put in the wrong slot for our best. Do you think? Should have been the closer. Should have been the closer film. film. Yeah, closing I mean, film. yeah, that would have, that would have. That would have left. Yeah. And have left us such a buzz. Definitely. I forgot what the closing film Climax. was. Climax. Climax. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which is, um, I know you. Be fair, you we wouldn't have, like we, be fair, we wouldn't have gotten the Phoenix if we'd have stayed. Because I'm in the public, we'd have stayed, we'd have stayed and watched the entire thing. But still, I mean, I said it in festive episode and I'll say it again. When I watched that film, I, I did walk out saying, if that's the last film I ever see, yeah. then I'm happy. Yeah, like, I agree. I'm good with yes. that. And there's, I don't think there's many films that I walk away from going, you know, I wouldn't mind if I never got to see another film yeah. again. The thing is, I'm um, I'm one of those people who I like to put my horror into certain seasons. So I, I don't like to watch a Christmas film unless it's Christmas time. But we have made that exception for Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah, I... I'm I, 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 with the sound. Kind of speak on certain side about the film. <laughs> <laughs> if it's breakfast, if it's bre- if it's any time of the day, the soundtrack is being played. It is, the it soundtrack really is. is an absolute masterpiece. All the slower tunes up to the the big show tune style stuff as well. After after the film, I could not move around this house without hearing that soundtrack somewhere. It was being played constantly. The problem was Hollywood ended was the only one that came on the YouTube before the album released. Yeah. Therefore, we had three, three or four Don't months. Don't worry, Chris. You, only... you learned it 300 times over. It's absolutely fine. Three or four <laughs> months. Three or four months. Of the only song I'd listen for that film it's being, uh, it was, it was, yeah. being Hollywood ended. It, but I don't mind that. It's fine. Favourite bit from Anna and the, Apoc- Anna and the Apocalypse? Oh, two favourite bits. Whoa. We didn't agree on two favourite bits. Wouldn't one general anytime Paul Kay's on screen, obviously, because he's, he's absolutely he's brewing in it. He goes, he takes that completely wired, over the top intensity t- 
to a ridiculous level as the film goes on. It starts tightly wound and just snaps mm. and goes mental by the, <laughs> mental by the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. And secondly, human voice, which is the best song that Depeche Mode had ever recorded. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna counter argue on those and I'm gonna say that um the number that Paul K does could have been plucked right out of any divine comedy album of the nineties. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. But Soldier of War still remains the best song in Anna and the Apocalypse. For me. Do you know what? We need an Anna and the Apocalypse karaoke. Well, um, this might be a good time to tell you, if you haven't been on Twitter, that on the 23rd of March, I believe, John McPhail is hosting an Anna and the Apocalypse Twitter watch. So if you've got nothing to do on that day, um, get on it. If you do have something to do, cancel it and get on it anyway. I don't believe I'll have anything to do if it's if if things stay the way they are. Then um, you've got a then you've got an Anna and the Apocalypse watch party to attend. But well, can we do karaoke? We should do. We'll do it at Celluloid when Celluloid comes yes. back. I do believe you've got the whole cast on the tweet along as well. Sweet, oh, fab, sweet. So are we getting blocked by various accounts? <laughs> oh, and the the twenty third is. Actually, Monday. I think it is the twenty third. I'll, I'll check my sources. Yeah. So anyone I mean, read Twitter? <laughs> anyone who's listening to this, this, that's probably useless information because we don't publish until Tuesdays. We'll put it out on a tweet, and you'll have done this already. And I hope. So you hang on, fun. yeah. So when you when you listen when you listen to this, you'll have read our tweet from a couple of days ago. That there's an Anna and Apocalypse tweet along yesterday. Oh so my yeah. god, this is like primer. Let's just. <laughs> Basically, we just hope you had a really good time at the Anna yes, and the Apocalypse. Yeah, really, we had a great time. Yeah, I loved fantastic it. Time. I'm assuming I loved it. My favourite part was where I put all over Twitter. <laughs> I started singing Soldier of War to everyone all over Twitter, and then I got my Grammy. That was my favourite bit. Anyhow. Thursday, sorry, breaking news. Thursday, 26th of March. Oh! <laughs> so everything we just said... <laughs> You can disregard because you'll have heard this before that happened. Yes, yes. These sounds like ramblings of madmen. Madmen. <laughs> it sounds like, but you know, you, apocalypse. Yay, um, the apocalypse. No, I'm not in the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to but yay, for, yay for Anna and the apocalypse, and I, I fully endorse that choice yes. as a pick me up film. My pick-me-up film um, stems from its TV counterpart. Ooh. Oh, Jesus Christ, shut up. Pick-me-up, Chris, we remain positive throughout. <coughs> so, Ooh. if I am ever at a low point, if I'm ever feeling shit there, I like to go back to a time when things were a lot more simple for me. <laughs> I do. I like to revisit films around times when I when I'm a care in the world, and I remember lovingly them for that reason because they were just at really good times in my life. So for me, League of Gentlemen series three will forever remain a pick me up series, and I love watching it. And I said before, I don't know. It's probably because we're focusing on each individual character throughout every episode, and yes, Mercy, your hand is up. Is League of Gentlemen Series 3 the Nosebleed series? No, that's Series 2. Close, though. Series, no, well, I mean, yeah. What yeah, series it's, it's, it's a series they've done. What the series of all. Yeah, no, it's the one with no laughter track. Uh, it's the one with the focus on each individual character. Um, so you've got um, 
the lesbian and the monkey. You've got Pauline and Mickey in the first one. Uh, the one on Man is King. You, is yes. it well, these a tar book? No, that's a Christmas that. special. Keep your hand down if you're gonna not going to ask good questions. All right. So, anyway, I'm not going to go into Series 3. I'm just going to say that my love for Series 3 brings me on to my comfort film of League of Gentlemen Apocalypse, uh, which I'm not entirely sure was filmed before or after Series 3. But anyway, the film has an amazingly happy ending, and it's about them. It, it, it's, it, it reminds me a lot of um, Wes Craven. New Nightmare. It reminds me a lot of New Nightmare of that, you know, self-aware characters and the role they play in their universe and in our universe. And it's them finding themselves, essentially. You know, that they're all... I mean, this could, this could be a simile for the situation we're in now. We're all so worried that everything's going down the shitter. And really, this, you know, could turn out all amazingly, which it does at the end of League of Gentlemen Apocalypse. It brings forward some characters you wouldn't have expected to be focused on, like Hair Lip and Jeff and Hilary Briss. And, yeah, it's not your typical characters that get the screen time. And it's nice to get to know them. And it's it's a point where, as a character, I absolutely adore Jeff Tips. I'm like, that is a really fucking good character. It's, it's complex. It's not just this, like... But, I mean, he is a bumbling idiot. We all know he is. But it, it goes deeper than that and you get to learn that and you learn a lot about the characters and their deeper needs and what they want, not just as characters, but as it, people away from the show, away from Royston Vaser. I'm rambling. No, no, Someone no. stop me. <laughs> so I, I've seen, I have seen the film a couple of times, but my memory is a bit short. And especially when it stems from a series, um, as you probably already gathered, I'm not very good at knowing which series is what. No shit. Um... Is this the one where Tubbs and Edward uh, hold up in that building and there's all the news reporters outside? That's... <laughs> no. That's the most recent. That's the anniversary episodes. Ah. This is the one where Tubbs, <laughs> Tubbs and Edward are in the headquarters, as it were, and they've got Hillary there and they're telling Hillary what's gone off. They're not They're not massively in no, Apocalypse. That's right. the thing. They're not there's massively characters. in it. Do you think? Mm, not at all. Not at all. Edward. Edward. You know what? Again, I'm not going to say not at all because I love all the characters. I don't. I don't think there's one lead character that I don't actually like, and that's just probably me being a super fan. That's probably what that is. But possibly all the characters are brilliant for me. Um, but like I say, in this one, Jeff. Jeff comes across as the best. He saves the day. Which is all he ever wanted, and you know, Hell Lip gets his children. It's it's fucking great, and it's got Michael Sheen in it because you know Michael Sheen, amazing. Yeah, so that's that's my love for League of Gentlemen. It is a good choice. I, I will I will give one positive thing over League of Gentlemen. I love the fact that it's finished. I, love I do really like the Christmas episode. The Christmas episode is fantastic. Again, that is a pick me up for me. That's a staple so, in my Christmas watch. As much year. as I generally do not do not have any time for the show whatsoever, I think the Christmas episode is really, really great. Who'd have thought I'd have married someone who didn't like League of Gentlemen? Do you know what I mean? It took it took me a long time to get into the show. I think you gave me your videos. Yeah, when when I got uh, them on TV. And uh, it took me years to even try and watch them. Mm. Um but then it just clicked. Yeah. But I think it might have clicked after 
psycho bill. What I think is funny though, um, first I just have this weird obsession with coming round a bedroom door while we've been watching films. Doing silent singer. Doing silent singer from Psycho Bill. <laughs> All the time. My dad's such a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but we literally just, just have to go, uh huh. Uh huh, yeah, well done. Well done, dad. Film. Well done. Who thought John Luke Picard could be a dick? <laughs> yeah, my dad looks like John Luke Picard if you didn't know. I'll try and get you pictures of that as well. Because he does look like John Luke Picard. <laughs> Our next episode, we randomly tweet photos of people we know. I, mean, I hope someone's made a note of all these photos that we're putting down. Oh, we'll make a note of them, don't you worry. But yeah, so, um, no one's going to ask me because I know no one's interested by me. But I think my favourite part in the League of Gentlemen Apocalypse is probably where, it's so stupid, it's where Benice is underground and they're trying to find a key to a door. And she pulls up all these keys that have got like hundreds of keys on it and just starts going on one by one and then brings up this massive key and goes, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me piss every time. <laughs> so yeah, That's my pick-me-up, League of Gentlemen Apocalypse. We have had a very special important message. Some absolutely awesome one half of strong language and violent scenes. Mitch Bain at Watch by Mitch has got in contact to also tell us his favourite pick me up film. Alright. So thank you, thank you very much, thank Mitch. You, Mitch. Uh, Wait in. Anyone want to guess before I tell you what oh, it is? Like Let's this. not turn this into 20 minutes. Somehow. No, no, we're not going to. Oh, God. it's. Oh, my God. Tell me it's savaged. No. Oh, damn no. it. But I think it's you can have one guess. You've had yours. That's I, it. I think it's going to be something that's got quite a sweet undertone to it. You're so right. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Know what it is. Let us guess. I don't know. I can't guess. All, all that's going through my head right now is something that I reckon... Is gonna have a similar vibe, so like I'm gonna say extraordinary. It's no, not. Sorry, it's gonna not. have a similar it's not. vibe. It's not. What is it? It's detention. It's not. What? What? What is it? It's the guest. The guest. The guest. Oh, Mitch, you flummoxed me. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. Why? Is this a cry for help, Mitch? Do you need us to get you out of somewhere? Because this doesn't sound like you. No, the guest is a really good film. It is. It is. It's it's is. I just did not expect it from no. Mitch. That was all. Yeah, the guest, oh, it, I guess, is a pick-me-up yeah, film. I the know. guest yeah. is great, because apart from the fact that he's clearly a psycho by the time you hit the end, he, he, he stands up for all the fun. That scene in the bar when he absolutely beats the shit out of everyone they're bullying. When they're bullying, when they're bullying the uh, the, the kid. kid, that's absolutely brilliant. And you sit there watching it going, and they pick on the kid, and he starts beating. You go, yes, come on, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> and let's not forget, he's about to pick everybody up when he walks out of the bathroom with that towel tied around him. Not for me. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's why Mitch did pick. Yeah, this, but... Mitch was like, just for that towel scene alone. That towel no, scene alone it's is got, everything. It's got Mika in it. Mika's good. Yeah, I think, I, and I do think Mitch is a, is a fan of her work in general. The guest is good. I really enjoyed the guest. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it was the guest and not something like it follows. That might have been a bit... Yeah, we'd have been... Well, no, we'd have had to just say, well, thank you, Mitch, for weighing in. <laughs> and then, yes. and then just swiftly moved on. 
Oh, I gen- I genuinely thought it would have been detention. The guest is a great The guest film. is fantastic. Yeah, it is. And um, Dan... Ooh, Stevens. Dan Stevens. Yeah, Dan Stevens is great in it. Yeah, he went on to do some other classic films such as Beauty and the Beast. You say classic. It's a Disney film, man. That's a it's a big deal. Film. Yeah, that is a big deal. It is. What was the song from the guest that get that kept getting played at cellular? Can I start that again? Because my English no yeah. good. What, <laughs> what was the song that kept getting played at celluloid? I don't know. Ah, I Mitch, don't know. Mitch would know. Well, that's <laughs> Mitch... when you're doing Mitch. your podcast with Mitch. Be, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Anytime... I'll, I'll find out what it is and we'll link up to it because honestly, that was playing between every film there, yeah. of celluloid. There is, a, there is a really nice link from the guests to our one of our earlier episodes with the best home invasion. Simon Barrett writing both the guest and ah, your next. Talented man. Very talented man. Yeah, he does, he does some good work. He does, does. Barrett. I mean, speaking of good work, uh, we do have some other films too. Oh, I should just mention it. Oh, sorry, Adam Wingard also directed both. Which yeah. I'd, I'd be remiss if we mentioned Simon Barrett and just ignored Adam I Wingard. I Adam Wingard. Heart him. Um, like I said, I'm just, we do have other films to discuss as well because we want to get through a lot. But thank you, Mitch, for that suggestion. We we stand the guest. We love the guest. I can't believe you just said we stand. I did. That, gotta get down with kids, oh my mate. God. Gotta Hashtag get, we stand. Gotta get down with the kids. Gotta stay relevant, innit? You know, I'm oh on my. TikTok, for God's sake. And he's eating Harry Potter. I am. I don't know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, the films that people are consistently good with, I would like to discuss for a second... Astron 6. Astron 6. Astron 6. Total pick-me-up guys in general. Films. Everything they do. Everything. As people, their films, their shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, they are fabulous. Cool they guys. Funny, <laughs> cool guys. Fat Adam, please, 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 please try and watch Fat Adam. Astron 6 have a collection of their shorts. Um, again, we're going to do a lot of links in this because some of us... People who don't have to go to work, i.e. you two. Um, <laughs> we have to work from home. Work, yeah. Some of us are still working from an office. But um, we'll link you up to where you can find this DVD, hopefully, if we can still find it. We've got it on DVD. Um, of all their shorts that they've done. And it's honestly one of the best DVDs. It's it's hilarious. It's technically brilliant. Like, their shorts, their effects that they do in their shorts are just amazing. Like... Manborg, oh my god, and, that's, oh, Biocop. That, Manborg's a, a feature though, isn't it? it? It is, but still, like, I mean, I mean, Fat Adam is hilarious alone. Fat Adam actually caused Mercer to probably have a brain aneurysm yep. at one point because he was laughing so I hard. Anyone who listened listen to him on the podcast, oh, say, yeah, <laughs> they played it as celluloid. Um, they did play it as celluloid. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I. I, and I didn't think I they were going that. to. I, I said, of all the shorts they're going to show at Sally, because you've not seen Fat Adam, have you, Chris? No. So Fat Adam is basically just a cartoon. <laughs> 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 so, so Fat Adam <laughs> is basically just a cartoon drawing. I, I, I think this on YouTube, so we can link this up. Um, it's basically just this cartoon drawing of this fat guy who's just... Talking about eating a bologna sandwich and taking it from a kid, and I don't want to go into it anymore. But it's genuinely hilarious. You can hear him like a warthog, but Mercer is actually crying. 
<laughs> because this is what he's not even watching. He's literally just thinking. Back this, this is literally what happens oh to Mercer God. every time we talk about Fat Adam. It, it, I don't know what it is. It's quite literally, the funniest thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Brilliant. Um, they so, are yeah, so good. They are, and, and the feature films they do as well are just as impressive. Um, I mean, Steve Kostansky did The Void. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, yes. The Void. The Void was great. The Void was fantastic. They're so hard to... Like, I've got the editor. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the editor. Manborg and Father's Day, which are absolutely fantastic. Can I just say a favourite part of the editor? Is literally when they're talking to each other and in the background you've got the ladies who get more naked and they start playing table tennis. <laughs> That's my favourite part of the editor. <laughs> the, I think the editor, editor has got... Um, oh, it's got so many... It's so got so many, many parts. So the scream when, when, when he leaves his assistant in the room and she just starts screaming. <laughs> Copper's like, uh, what's going on? Did we see editor at um, Cellulite? We, we did, did we? yes. And Father's Day. We did. Yes. We did. Yes. We went to a special event because I got mugged the night before we went to see Father's Day. Yes, and you can't be angry at someone who got mugged. No, you can't. <laughs> yep. Yeah, on my memories, it were like, oh, you went to see Father's Day. Uh, today and then I also put oh got mugged like a bitch last night Father's Day is not what you would expect in a film it's not I love the film about buying dad a present oh, it's an amazing amazing film as is the editor and Mambo Mambo so cheesy oh Astronaut 6 are so good they are so good and they're really nice and oh the shot like the shots they do for the infomercials as well like Christmas yes yes fucking love it <laughs> they're now sadly defunct well, they are. Was it Chow Boys was the last Chow Boys was the last one, yeah. But I, I would love to see a return of Astron 6. I would. I'd love to see a, another feature from Astron 6. Yeah. Um, just because they... I just think the way they capture things is... Like, you know, like, Manbugs, the whole kind of cheesy sci-fi, <laughs> crap sci-fi <laughs> thing. And then you've got Father's Day, which is like the trauma... <laughs> Kind of take, and then editor, which is the best version of Jello that I think you could ever ex- expect to see, except for Tulpa. Um, <laughs> boom, Tulpa. Tulpa. Um, My favourite part of uh, Manbug is the way when they get released from that prison. Connor Sweeney's just doing that dance around. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in forever. So I can't cool. find it. Well, I've got it. It's I've like ninety-seven pound or something. I've got it on DVD, I think. But anyway, so yeah, Astron 6, check them out. Um, we will hook you up as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, if you've not seen them, you'll be instant fans because yeah, they're amazing. They are so, amazing. Yeah. And I guess if you're talking about bodies of work by people, mm-hmm. then I think now's probably a good time to talk about good old Ricky Bates. Ricky Bates. Junior. Mm-hmm. Richard Bates Jr. I think yeah. Chris would like to go, go on, in Chris. with this one. He's a man who is clearly dark as... Fuck. Yeah, with a wit razor sharp the whole way through. Whether it be excision, trash fire, suburban gothic, mm-hmm. tone deaf, his latest. Yeah, I like which tone deaf. I absolutely loved. He's just an absolute genius. I love suburban gothic special, but that has got Matthew Gray Gubler. He's he's a he's a funny, funny man. He it's is really man. good as well. I think the best thing about uh, Richard is the, the the performances he pulls out of mm. people. So you talk about Annalise. I'm talking about Annalise. I mean, in all the stuff, like because she's in Trash Fire and in 
Oh. If, you look, if, if you watch Excision, the girl from um, Modern Family, what's her name? Oh, gosh. I think Alex. Ariel Alex. Winter. Ariel Winter. Winter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, you know, the Ariel Winter's actually quite decent mm. from Modern Family. But, like, Tracy Lords, I know, Anna Lynn McCord, Dave, Anna Lynn McCord. Anna, is it Anna Lynn? Sorry, yeah. my apologies, Anna Lynn. Anna Lynn McCord. Their, their track records aren't that great, I think, performance-wise. Mm, yeah. But Excision, like, sort of what he pulls out of yeah. there is unbelievable. There is now, something amazing about Excision. I know we said it's pick-me-up. Excision... It is a pick-me-up. Excision has some amazing, amazing, like, fun stuff in there. But it's got one of the most gut-wrenching endings of any horror film <laughs> does, that does I've seen. Does your boyfriend have a sexually transmitted disease? No. no. Good, that means I don't too. <laughs> <laughs> She's so I good fucking love film. Excision. I love it. It's brilliant. Oh, I've just been looking at Richard Bates Jr.'s next work. Mm-hmm. He has a film called King Knight, which is a comedy, apparently. Okay. We all know what Richard Bates' comedy yeah. is like. He is, yeah. Where it says a high priest of a modern day coven convinces past as an all American prepster. This is on IMDb. Top build casts Matthew Ray Goobler, oh Aubrey, Pla- Aubrey Plaza, yes, Aubrey Plaza, Adeline McCord, oh. Brother oh Captain, shut up, Ray, Ray Wise. Wise. Oh my god, can you hear my brain exploding? Because my brain is exploding. Apparently, 2020 release, we need that now. Yes. Rob, 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 if you're listening, that so needs it, to happen. So good. That needs to happen. He played Suburban Gothic, played Trash Fire. He's played them all. Played let's, let's not get his hopes up. Yeah, <laughs> let's not get them all. It, it'll play. If it's that in time for festival, it'll play. It's got to. Oh my god. Rob, it's got to. Because that's yeah, let's not get too I, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be crude. But I'm literally going to jizz all over that bitch. So, when when Ricky was on... Oh, Richard, sorry. Was on a... <laughs> well, I'm like, Ricky. We know it. <laughs> when he was on Twitter, I think the reason he's now off Twitter mm. because of the amount of times I used to send a message going, I am literally jizzing at this film. I'm jizzing myself. Well, he's got to stop making I've films. Got new. I have jizzed. It's his fault for making people jizz over films. That's, that's what you wanted, right? That's what you got. No, I, I get why people leave Twitter. Um... Twitter, I think Twitter for filmmakers and Twitter for actors is quite a toxic environment. And I completely understand when anyone needs to take that time out because I, they're just doing a job. And I think the pressure that's... I know, sorry, this is a pick-me-up episode. I'm going into this because I'm like three bottles deep now. But um, I don't think it's fair that people expect this 24-hour attention from actors and from filmmakers and just you feel you've got the right to say to them whatever you want. It's not right. It's a job at the end of the day and they should have a cut-off time just like everybody else does. And that's why when we're at festivals and such, I personally don't like going up to people and saying, can I have a photograph? Can you sign this? Because I feel quite bad about Although, it. Although, to be fair, my they've own. attended the festival yeah. for that kind of... Yeah, my, my argument is that they, when, when you move into this kind of job, if you go into this kind of profession, you know what comes with it. No one's going in, no one's going in blind going, oh my God, I'm going to be an actor. No one's ever going to speak to you me. Do, you do, but I think there has to be a level, be there has to be a level yeah. of respect and there has to be a cut-off point where you go, this is too much now. I think in a festival circuit when they're there with the film, promoting the film and they're mixing with the fans, oh, it's perfectly acceptable don't get me wrong. Say, the, can I have a picture? Can pe- I have your own? Yeah, and the people... I think if they're sat having a meal, you don't mm. walk to them and go, can I have a picture? That's yeah. wrong. 
I mean, we've even like we we even had Eddie Izzard come up to us at train station. But we did uh, like a, a year back, and, or we, and we didn't really ask us didn't... whether something it could go up some escalators, and we were like, we don't know, mate. Sorry, we didn't go. Oh my uh, god, it's Eddie yeah. Izzard. Can we do? But this? we didn't ask him for a picture no, or anything we didn't. because, like, for us, that's him in his personal time. Yeah. That's Whereas what I mean. If we were at a comedy event and he walked up and said something, then that, we probably wouldn't ask because we're fucking chicken shits. Yeah. But if one of us had enough balls, we might say, can I have a picture? I, I just think that people out there should be more aware of what they're saying online and how it affects people, especially in t- times like they are now. Just be aware of what you're saying. Just don't be a dick, is it? Yeah. yeah. I think, there's, I think there's, there's that line of, I think it's fine to have an opinion and I'm fine to express an opinion. As long as that opinion doesn't become a personal attack on exactly, somebody. Exactly. So I think it's fine for us, in my opinion, I think it's fine to say that a movie's rubbish or a, a performance was bad. But as long as you're not. Why? Yeah, but I wouldn't go in and say, you should never have been cast at this because you are rubbish. No, and I have said this time and yeah. time again, and I think I've said it on other podcasts as well, um, where I was once met with a situation where a filmmaker became aware that I wasn't a fan of his work. Well, one particular piece of his work. And I was honest with it. I said, it, you know, it absolutely wasn't for me. I, that is nothing against you. As a filmmaker, you've done fucking great. Mm. You've made a film. That's incredible. This one just wasn't for me. And I wasn't a dick about it. Yeah. But, like, so many people online are. And it's, like, we are, but it's... We are. I mean, people are. But, again, I think... I think there's an element of, like, what Chris said, which is... When you walk into this industry, you know you're going to get that kind of response yeah, from people. Yeah. But that shouldn't be an acceptable piece of knowledge for you to actually walk into an industry and accept. No. So, no. you know, what we need to do is change the mentality of people to say it's not all right to treat anyone like crap. Of course. But, again, there's, there's a fine line because opinions can sometimes be conceived as... An attack. They so, could. And it's, it's all about communication. Yeah. It's all about the right communication. So, like, but, for so, example, I mean, yeah. astronaut's wife, you completely slated it, yeah? Completely mm-hmm. ripped it apart. But mm-hmm. it's just your opinion. And that's, yeah. like, when I was into you, I'm, I'm happy to act. Like, it's an opinion. Yeah. You should be allowed to share it. You weren't saying that the... I mean, we read some reviews for that film that were saying the director should be killed. Which is awful. The writer should be killed. The cast should be killed. And it's like, no... It just weren't like it just weren't a film for you. Yeah, that's it. And it's what it is. But it's fine to say you don't like something. And everyone mocks me saying that's just my opinion because it is. It's just my opinion. That doesn't mean that that's set for everybody. And you know, everybody mm. doesn't think the same way. No. But back to Richard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he he should never get that kind of opinion mm. because his films are fucking fabulous. They are amazing. And they're all really good. And um, I know that um, Suburban Graphics on Netflix. Yeah. So get it watched. Seek our excision. I think they're all, they're all on. I think they're all on stream. On some so, streaming yeah. platform. Um, except for I don't think the latest one is yet. Is it? Um, Death to Death. Death. No, I don't believe no. so. But if you can find his work, recommend you watch it. He also did a short um, for Excision before Excision. Um, which is also called Excision. <laughs> yes, which I remember yeah. watching. It was fantastic. So as if, a short, you, if you yeah. can find that, again, recommend that you look at that because it, it's some quality piece of work. All right, okay. 
So I think we should move on to our last film of Pick Me Up. We are going to discuss some TV in this. You know, this might be a long episode, yeah. but... It might not be. You... What else are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> You've got you a long time to listen to. We're just filling your day. You know, take it in sections if you want. It's absolutely fun. We'll tweet our numbers out. You can give us a call if you want to have a chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Mate, I'm always up for that. I'm always up for a chat. So we've got two more films to go. <laughs> well, one's a documentary, one's a film. One's a... Yes, one... Do- yes, so... Um, do you want to discuss the film first or the documentary? We'll discuss the documentary because Chris has seen the film. But yes, the documentary. Yeah. So the documentary, Fry Fest, Beneath the Dark Heart of Cinema. I mean, we can't not say that this is a pick-me-up. It is a pick-me-up. I mean, seeing my stupid face on a screen is horrific, obviously. But um, this made me cry. Yes. It did make me cry. In a good way. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about crying in a bad way, we can discuss happy face with you for an hour and a half, but we're not going to do that. No, because that's too much. That is way too much. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Fright Fest Beneath the Dark Heart of Cinema is a massive pick-me-up film for us because it, it's been our lives, basically, for the last 10 years. Yeah, so... Actually, 10 years, though, being filmed since we first started going to Fright yes. Fest, which is weird. Yeah, that's bizarre. Like, yeah. Is that when you started? For our first... Yeah. It's oh, literally our first from before, it? Um, I saw it from 2010. I, I thought that's what it was in the film from when I saw it. The documentary, sorry. Not sure. Uh, I know he talks about pre that. But it has but, certainly been since. Yeah. yeah. Now, Fright Fest has been a massive part of our, our life. Mm. We've, we've been going for a while now. Yeah, since 2010. That's how long we've been going. So yeah. And it, I think it was like the very first... 20 years? <laughs> 10 years 10 years 10 years 10 years 10 years for me alone for you won't talk about 2016 we never talk about 2016 the year I couldn't go although 2020 might be the year we all can't go but we're not going to discuss that 10 years was last year like 2019 yes yes yeah so um, so the film is basically about the family in Fright Fest um, not to sound elitist that's not what I'm meaning to do at all but it is a family. It's, you know, some of our best friends are now. People we met such at from Fright Fest. Fest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it was just, it's just a lovely journey. It's a, it's nice to, if you're not a horror fan, why you listen to this podcast, but... <laughs> if, if, <laughs> hang on, don't, don't, stop, don't stop listening. Because they're just a fan of us in general. I mean, if, if, you, if you're a horror fan, it, it's nice to... See somebody trying to explain why we watch what we mm-hmm. watch. Because I, I get... No, no, not not prejudice. I'm not going to say it's as bad as it used to be when you used to tell someone you were a horror fan. And now a lot of people watch horror and they accept yeah. it as a normality and it's fine. But you will sometimes get people who go, oh, why do you watch that? That's disgusting. Why would you want to watch someone get killed or get torn yeah. apart? It's like, well, this documentary explains why it's... It's not that. It's also this perception of who horror fans are. Yeah. So, like, when I say I'm a horror fan, people look at me and they go, you don't look like a horror fan. I like Britney. I'm like, I'm a I'm a teeny bopper at 38 years old. I don't think old. it matters, mate. I don't think <laughs> but, it matters. But it's nice to break them boundaries. And I think what's really good about the Fright Fest documentary is it actually shows you that the people who go there were just... Normal. We're just your regular <laughs> jurors. Yeah. So, and if you do watch it, you get to see our ugly faces pop up on screen. Yeah. A couple of times. And you get to see a skinny me. <laughs> Shut up. A skinny me. You get to see a pissed off me waiting outside Phoenix because we can't get in. 
as per. That's just every year. That's every year. No, it's, it's a lovely documentary. And like I say, it's just, I think it's because as well, we see a lot of our friends up there as well. Yeah. And it's it's nice. It just, oh, it's just so nice. It's a nice thing. So nice. And it is on Amazon Prime and it is free to watch <clears throat> if you've got Amazon Prime. Oh, I did not know so, that. I didn't give that a watch. Yeah. Okay. I've watched it a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm narcissistic. <laughs> but... <laughs> Did you watch it just for me? But I <laughs> so you can watch sake see Mitch, is that why? It's just nice. Yeah. It, it just it just brings you back to family. And I think as well in this like this current situation, it will be nice for Fright Fest people to watch and actually feel like remember that they've got that family out there. Yeah. Um But it, but you know, if you don't go to Fright Fest or whatever, you you've still got a horror family in every you know, in every group that we post in and stuff like that, we post on yeah. Twitter, we post horror groups. There's always that. That's the beauty of a horror family is you've got that connection there. If you want to reach out and talk to someone, they'll talk back to you. You want to just talk about a film, didn't like it, did like it, they'll talk back to you. You want to put a poll out for your favourite film, stuff like that. Here. And that's why horror community is fucking great. It's a lot closer. It is actually it's great. It's a lot more close-knit than... Than a lot of yeah, other... Yeah, communities. Yeah. We come, we come, we come a lot. So hit us up on the social if you want us to. If you want the to so- the social. <laughs> on the social, on the social. Oh my gosh, why are we? We are down with the kids this week. We are not Gen A. <laughs> no, isn't Gen Z? No, we're millennials. Gen Z, millennials. We're millennials. We no, are millennials. No, we're not millennials. We're, no, we are. We're Gen X. No, we're millennials. No, you're you two are X. No. You're eighty one. I'm eighty two. Therefore, apparently, <gasps> I'm a millennial. Oh no. my god. No, we're millennials. It's nineteen eighty. I've seen various different... Anyway, this is... Anyway, yeah. So, you know, in, in this time of horribleness, because it is horrible, we can't skirt over that, reach out to your friends online. I, I know it sounds cliche, and everyone says, oh, we're here for you. But people genuinely are there for you, so just reach out. Yeah? <laughs> we sound like we should be giving a helpline at the end of no, this No, I think, I think it's important. I think it's... I think it's very important it is, to let people say, know that say, people are there for them. As I say, we're on social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Just, just message us. Jeez, you've listened to the podcast, I'm sure, otherwise you'll be listening to this. Yep. And you know, if nothing else, we love to go on and on and on. So, there's feel free to message. There's going to be a lot of time for us to post stuff over the next few months, I reckon. So we will try and keep as active as we can. We will try and, you know... Do whatever we can do to try and make this time a Stable little bit brighter. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, that was the... A public I, service I, announcement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like Fright Fest. Fright, yeah. Like, watch it. It's nice. Yeah. I think the, the last film that we're going to discuss, and we can get Chris back on board with this as well, because Chris hasn't seen the documentary, is um, we're going to finish on the loveliest, loveliest film you can do, I reckon, from a horror genre. And that would be <laughs> irreversible. No, um, it's a little story of sorts. Extraordinary. If you haven't seen Extraordinary, oh my god, do because it is just a bundle of love of film. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Uh, basic premise is there's a lady who has visions and she can see ghosts. But it's ghosts doing the most mundane shit you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. 
walk. Like, to the point where there's a bit where, like, a bin will move. And you're like, oh, that's a ghost. Or a bit where, you know, a crate gets kicked. Oh, it's an angry ghost. And she just sees them doing day-to-day stuff. To the point at work now, we have a sticky bin. And if that bin flips back after a few seconds, we'll go, ghost bin. And I've got everybody trained to do that. Extraordinary is amazing. It is a lovely film. It's got some really good performances. She's, I mean, I'm not uh, a woman, but... <laughs> no, no, you're, no, you're well done. <laughs> no, I mean, I've just recently discovered that... I um, know, it, it was tough for me as well. Um, but she's very, like, she's very relatable. Yes. Um, in a in a weird way. As, as a woman, I, I can confirm as a woman, she yeah. is also relatable. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. There's yeah. something about, like, take away gender and the way she acts, like, when she gets home, like, living on her own yeah. and stuff. She's making a microwave meal yeah. for one, doing what you normally do. Taking a trowel off. Yeah, straight away it trowels off. That was the first thing that I noticed. I'm like, yes, I am this woman. As soon as you come in, trousers off. An absolutely blinding performance from Will Forte. Oh, as well. God, yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Because, to be fair, he's the only big name actor in the actual production. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, but he's not the star of it. No, but no. I say, it must have cost him, I imagine, quite. Because he's not, not a small name. He's, so it must have cost him quite a bit, I imagine, I, to get I, him on board. So, in certain circles, he is a big name actor. But then in other circles, no one's really heard of it. But then again, he's had a long-running cable TV, cable TV show with Last Man on Earth. True. Um, and the... Uh, oh, the really good film we watched about... He was working for Mad TV. Yes. Mm. No, Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine. Mm. Yes. I don't know who he is. Um, I know him from... But yeah, so he's quite, he's quite a big name for him to go on board. And he does... He gives it absolute gusto. He oh, does. He does. There's, there's he no holding back. He hands it up. Good I and think proper. his wife is fabulous in the film. <laughs> yeah. the, the character of the wife yeah. is amazing. Um, I, what's your favourite bit from the film? Oh God, I, I think when they go out to visit the guy, and uh, he's talking about the noises that are being made. It turns out it's just the wind or something <laughs> rattling in his barn. Is that what it is? They go out and say, oh, yeah. oh, it's a sheep. It's like, I've seen the guy's like, yeah, it's just a sheep, mate. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the, la- the, the last the last scene of virginity. The, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Without spoiling, without spoiling anything further. It's, probably, to be it's fair, probably got the biggest, I think that got the biggest laugh. I think the last, the actual last line in the film is my favourite bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Can we do a spoiler alert? Spoiler! Fast okay. right. forward about... 30 seconds from now. Where he turns around and goes, will you marry me? And she goes, no! <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line. That is a great line. There we go. Unspoiler! And you're back in the room. Yeah. Uh, my favourite is the, the whole, without being a spoiler, but you'll know what I mean, the, the mum and the dad of the daughter. Um, oh the, yes, yeah, yes, the, the okay. flip between characters. I really yes, that was really good acting. That that took some really good acting yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. again no spoilers because you can go and watch it. So. Although we've already read the end. Of well, no, we've done a spoiler. If, if you didn't, if you didn't catch that spoiler alert, you've the, yeah, not really. It didn't really end. The, yeah, well, didn't spoil the ending. No, nah. nah. but yeah, extraordinary is um, a total pick me up film. It's lovely. So uh, we'll take a quick break. 
And then maybe go into a few TV picks. TV and shorts. TV and shorts. Let's mix it up. TV and shorts. So, as promised 20 seconds ago, if it's even been 20 seconds. Well, it won't feel like 20 seconds to you because it'll just be a break. We've still got five hours. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can't believe that pruna virus blew over quickly, (laughs) didn't it? Oh. (laughs) Too soon, too soon. Um... TV shows that pick us up. I've already discussed League of Gentlemen, so I won't go into that again. Um, we'll just quickly go Psychoville straight away, because Psychoville's a great pick-me-up. Um, Inside Number Nine's going to make you cry a lot. So yeah. But I would still recommend watching it, because it's fucking amazing. Brilliant. It's got Brilliant. some joke. Yeah. yeah, it's got some really good episodes that will pick you up, but yeah. then it has got some truly devastating episodes. I don't want to talk about Bernie Clifton's dressing room, because it's going to make me cry. So trying, trying, trying to get a record deal out of our well. audience is now weeping <laughs> yeah um, alright so we'll go into um, I think we'll start because Chris again needs to vent his cords I reckon um, we caught something on Netflix a few months ago that was quite interesting um, but seems to have stopped at one season which is not even one season yeah horrible uh, and it's called uh, the Kyrian Ke- frequency. The what? Kyrian frequency. Kyrian is what I think is is how I think you pronounce it. Yeah, it was basically a short, uh, like a, a series of shorts where um, you've got a different tale each time, tales of werewolves and uh, vampires. vampires and zombies. But it was all done in animation, and it, it was actually really good. Is what it, it, Chris? It was. Sorry, I'm, I'm still. I'm still trying to find the correct, the correct name for it because if people want to find it, the last oh, one is, you... is Killian, Killian Frequency. Killian Sorry. Frequency. Killian Frequency. I wanted to make sure that people could find the actual correct name for it. Is it still on Netflix? It is still on Netflix if people want to actually go out and watch it. As I say, it's, or as Faye was saying, it is a series of shorts. They're only about, they're between 7 to 12, 13 minutes long. Not I long think. at all. I think there's only around 8 or 9 episodes on there at the moment as well because it seems to have just died before it got into its actual stride which is a shame because not only the episodes well well cheaply i want to slag off the animated well crudely crudely animated Mm. they're they're really they're really engaging they're they're really creative they hit all the horror standards you want them to Mm -hmm. And with the DJ narrator, there was a whole, there was a thread running underneath the Kaelian frequency, obviously, with the radio Wasn't there the a cliffhanger as well, if I remember rightly? I think there was a, some sort of cliffhanger that will now never be, <laughs> it will never be resolved. Yeah, that's the problem. We had a really, really clever little short, short animations, a whole theme running through them, and now... Unless I kidnap the filmmaker, kidnap the makers, and get them to tell me what happened, or get them to animate it for me, I'm now never going to know how this actually finished. Five episodes was all we had. Five. Felt like so much more. <laughs> it did in a good way. In a good way. And they are really short episodes. Yeah. It's really not very is. consistent either, is it? Ten minutes, eight minutes. And that's what I mean, because some of them, you know, they explore into it more than others do, but they were really good tales. Really enjoyed them. It's a shame. It's a shame that something that original and creative didn't manage to get more funding actually yeah, by more out. It's finding an audience, isn't it? 
Well, that's why things like social media and podcasts are really important to get people talking about the the shows that don't. You wouldn't necessarily see, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say at every horror festival, we've got to tweet about us, talk about mm. us, because it helps us potentially get distribution. Yeah. And I don't think you realise how important it is until you see yeah. things like this show you've mentioned, like, just disappear into a thin air. True. Thin air? Thin air? Thin air? That's Sheffield coming thin through air. Here, isn't it? Thin air, Thin. Thin. T-H-I-N-air. <laughs> um... um I think we should move on to a TV show that is probably only known in inner circles, but you will not have heard of it had you not been going to a festival circuit. And that is the absolutely outstanding Hellfjord. Hellfjord. Hellfjord is amazing. It is literally Scandinavian League of Gentlemen. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, let, let me watch that then. <laughs> No, honestly, honestly, it's Chris, incredible. it's not. It's it's like it's like League of Gentlemen meets Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's 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 hysterical. Um, so funny. It is really really funny, and it's set in such a beautiful surrounding. Mm. But so depressing at the same time. But so depressing, like the like it the it's a fishing village, isn't it? It's yeah. Quite depressing, but it's so beautiful. But it's so funny, and um, I saw we saw this at my one and only Glasgow Fright Fest. Yeah. Um, which is part of the reason, you know, why I've never been back. That and money. That and money. But the, like, I just... <laughs> and the restraining order. <laughs> it's just hard to imagine how I'm going to go to another Fright Fest, Glasgow, and, and see something like that. Yeah. And one of my favourite, favourite parts of the show was on the very, very last episode, Faith fell asleep. <laughs> I did. And she woke up to everyone clapping. And you just so fair, just open her eyes and go... She had no idea what was going on. The thing is, I've tried to watch the last episode, I think a further three times since, and I've always fell asleep. There's something about that episode where I just fall asleep right So maybe end. don't watch it. Apparently it puts fear to sleep. No, no, not at all, because everything up until then were absolutely fantastic. I it, I think I watch it at the wrong times. Yeah, Tiredness kicks in and such. So. But it's really, again, it's really difficult to get hold of. Yeah. It, it was on BBC... I play on yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't know is. if it's still on there. I don't think it is. Um, I don't think it is. But honestly, if you can get hold of it, get hold of get it. Get hold of it. And yeah. if you can, let us know where from. It's all, it's got the guy in it from Dead Snow too as well, hasn't oh, it? Oh yeah. And you know, Dead Snow I'm too. I'm surprised you didn't mention Dead Snow. Oh, oh, Dead Snow and Dead Snow too are just phenomenal. Be fair, there's hilarious. there's literally hundreds of films we could have mentioned during so these. So many. But we should we should have probably mentioned Dead Snow too because you know. I'm literally pointing out that we can't mention every 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 film that we love. I'm not a Dead Snow fan, sorry. Ugh. Yeah, but Hellfjord is amazing. Hellfjord is, yeah, fantastic. It's subtitled, so you'll have to read. <laughs> but, no, because some people have this issue with reading. I know, um, I had somebody at work the other day when we went to see a film, but there were subtitles in it. So, and... I didn't come here to read. Do you know what gets me mad, though? With things like Netflix and Prime, quite often if you put a foreign film on, it's auto-dubbed and you have to go to the oh, language settings and that. change it. Yeah, I hate that. I'm like, I don't want to hear some I don't crappy, like I want films. the. I want the, unless it's like a funny Jello film. Like Tulpa. Yeah, like Tulpa <laughs> or Demons or... Um, I probably shouldn't mention some of them. Well, Suspiria. Suspiria. Yeah. 
Yeah. Unless it's like them, then it's fine because you understand why it's being done. Um, but the idea of it being filmed in a foreign language mm-hmm. and then Netflix or Prime or whatever going, actually, yeah, but when you kiss her, you don't want that. I'm like, fuck off. I do. I want the actual actors. I want to hear. People need to get over this issue they have with subtitled films because the amount you're missing out on if you don't watch subtitled films. So much. I know, I know. Some of the best films are from foreign cinema. Again, I I go back to Zombie for Sale, subtitled film. Mm. Amazing. I've got a bit of an eye on for Spanish films just in general. Yeah. but yeah, healthier. Check it out. Moving on to a um, a more known TV show. Would that be the right phrase? More known. Better known. A better known, known TV a show. More mainstream more TV mainstream. show. Which was cut down in its prime. And oh, pissed. so angry. Still not over it. Still so hurts. Angry. I don't think Tim. Still raw. I don't think the. I don't think Timothy Olyphant's over it. I am not even gonna lie. I think it was only yesterday. Someone posted um, a screenshot of it and immediately I'm like, bring this back. If you haven't figured what we're talking about, um, we are talking about Santa Clarita Diet because, oh, such a brilliant show. And it is a pick-me-up show. It's an absolute pick-me-up show. It's comedy brilliant. Yes. It is amazing. Why that's been axed, I have no idea. I have actually no idea. Cannot even fathom it. It was doing so well. It was getting the views. It was getting the fans. No, that's, that's, that's the thing though. We go... It was getting abused because we don't see Netflix viewing figures. I imagine the reason it'll be cancelled will because will because the viewers that it had they can't justify Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore's salaries are getting made. But I'm absolutely certain that both Timothy and Drew would probably take a pay cut to go back and do that yeah. because Timothy Oliphant was well up. I think, t- I think Timothy he actually Oliphant, tweeted, yes. "I'm just going to turn up until they start making this again." Drew Barrymore is actually a lovely, lovely person. She I've is. never met her, but I'm sure she is. Drew Barrymore's like my... I'm obsessed with Drew Barrymore. You are, and you have been. She's my number one. Since a very early age. Um, yeah, like, she's she's my girl. She's my... I'll, I'll, I'll change everything for her, my sexuality. <laughs> Whatever I need to for her. I love her so much. I think she's... she's I think she's probably... Uh, the term's thrown around a lot about underrated actresses. But I genuinely think she's extremely underrated. Yeah. She, I think she makes got, some very big films, yeah. but I don't think she's really taken that serious as an actress. She she's got one of the best laughs ever. I love her laugh. It's Absolutely. quite dirty. It is dirty. Yeah, it's, it's very quite dirty. dirty laugh. Like and the, and the and like I know it's not a horror, but <laughs> when she's in Fifty First Dates and uh, she scares off the guy when Adam Sandler's trying to trick her, and she's got the spin like, yeah, keep running. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's manic. She's, she's not afraid manic. to be ugly mm. on screen. But in this, in this particular show, like I think, I think whoever wrote it wrote it with her in, in mind, mind yeah. as the actress and Timothy Olyphant. And Timothy, I mean, and together, like I always thought Adam and Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore worked well together. Yeah, but Timothy Olyphant and and Drew Barrymore—they work so well. They. They're so perfect. The daughter was perfect. The neighbours were perfect. perfect. Everything was amazing in it. There was nothing wrong with it. Freaking Nathan Fillion as a head was hilarious. Who was then swapped for dude from... Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. That's the the rotten head is Alan Tudyk. It is not. 
Oh my god, I did not know that. Yep. He nails he nails Nathan Fillion absolutely spot on. I genuinely thought it was still Nathan Fillion. No. Oh my god. I think god. that was the whole reason for having the head rot, to be honest. Like Jesus. we were gonna change it. But yeah, even Nathan Fillion, I'm not a massive Nathan I Fillion. I love Nathan fan. Fillion, he's such a good love guy. Him. Um I love the the copper. Yeah. The the woman copper. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. The whole God thing. <laughs> You're like, he's a miracle, she's from God. I'm like, this is... The that's... rivalry they've got with their other realtors. The realtors, yeah. Oh, I'm so angry. Why would you, can... Why would you cancel it? Oh. And it ended on a fucking cliffhanger. That's, the, that's yeah. the worst thing. TV shows that have ended on cliffhangers like Booth at the End and um, Reaper and they just never come back again. And you're like, well, what am I meant to do now? Yeah, and that's it. Like... I think the worst thing with TV shows, not the worst thing, but like you watch a film and you know a film's going to end. Yeah. You watch a TV show and you watch it over such a period of time that you you actually truly become invested in the story and the characters. And even sometimes you kind of forget that they're not real. Yeah. And they're almost like friends. (laughs) Oh, John. Well, they are, (laughs) aren't they? They're almost like your friends. You're like, you can't wait to get home to watch Drew. Um, you can't. And you put you put them on and you like laugh along with them and you you go oh no you like you urge your mum when they're killing Nazis and stuff. Probably with TV characters, you might even spend more time with them than you do your actual friends. I mean, now there's yeah. no choice. I know. I completely what you mean. Now TV no, shows are desi- they're designed to get you in. They're designed to get you invested over a long yeah. period of time. So when they take it away from you, yeah, no. it's painful. Yes. But we've still got three seasons of it. We do. Which is good. Don't care. I need an ending. I want... The probably what we don't want to do is give it a fan service and rush out an hour and a half where they try to... T- hour and a half special where they try to tie everything up. Yeah, and that'd, be, that'd be quite annoying, to be honest. I think we should move on to our last pick of TV... Lift me up shows. Um, it's kind of a tiebreaker because they do tie in with each other for obvious okay, reasons, yeah. which will become apparent in five seconds. So uh, we've got Wellington Paranormal along with mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows. Um, the film is, I'd say, a pick me up anyway. But like Chris said, we cannot go into every pick me up film ever. But again, I would say what we do in the shadows is one of those. But what we do in the shadows TV show and Wellington Paranormal are both absolutely hilarious yes I, and everyone's so lovable in it yeah <laughs> they're, um, very, they're very different show, shows Wellington Paranormal is very much the the slaps or not not so much slapstick because they're going it's very much a Zucker airplane gag rate yeah surreal kind of kind of show whereas what we do in the shadows does take a lot from the film it is very kind of it's more it's more it's more clever, it's more dark in its own tone. Than... What we do in the shadows, I, I, I get obviously it comes from the film and you do have some cameos in there like Nick the Vampire. Um, but it's, I, I don't know, it takes it to another level for me, particularly the second to last episode, I think it was, where all the vampires turn up in the circle, so Tilda Swinton, Wesley Snipes, yeah. everyone yeah. is yeah. playing yeah. a fucking vampire. But it is, it is shot in exactly the same way as what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. So yeah. It's, basically, it's basically just it is basically a clear, a clear line from. But then, so is one to paranormal. No, because see, that's, no. Also, that's also as a spin-off, and yeah, it's also filmed in a documentary way. Yeah, but it's completely different. It's a completely different style. So, 
Wellington Paranormal is far more surreal with a far max, a far greater hit rate. You go 20 seconds, gag, gag, visual gag, yeah. word gag, visual gag. That is true. That is true. I think, um, so what we do in the shadows, do you remember earlier when we were talking about like being dicks on social media? Mm-hmm. When I very first saw what we do in the shadows, I just sent a tweet out which were what we do in the shit more like. Uh, well, you didn't tell anyone. Really, well, no, I didn't. But then it got retweeted. By who? By Tahiti. <gasps> it did <laughs> not! Yes. Taika, it got... Yes. You got... Hang on, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. You've been sitting on a tweet, a retweet from Taika all this time. That was ages ago, though. I felt absolutely terrible because I didn't mention anyone because I didn't want to offend anyone. But I just... You know, because we were in, like, we'd been to... Cellular did you hashtag what we do in the shadows? No, I didn't even hashtag it. I just put, literally, I put what we do in the shadows, what we do in the shit more like. Um, and I weren't even acknowledging the fact that some people will like have them automatic searches that just pull up phrases. You don't even have to hashtag. So I've watched it three, other, three times since then. Um, and it's got better each time. And I do take back my hatred of it. I, initially I hated it. I thought it was absolutely terrible. But what I will say is I, I put the TV series on and I was hooked from the get-go. Okay. I absolutely love the TV series. I don't know whether it's because I recognise the cast. I think It's Matt being... Berry. Why are you lying? You know it's Matt Berry. Yeah, Matt Berry being Matt Berry. Mm, yeah, but you love Matt Berry. It's just Matt Berry so... being Matt Berry. Um, I actually, I do think it's because there were a, a, a constant female vampire in there. She is like And I kind of, I think I relate a lot to female characters rather okay. than male characters right. so because that was predominantly male the film mm. and then you've got obviously the beast and the woman who was working for yeah. him but they weren't like significant enough okay yeah. whereas this had a, a constant female character She's, right. she is hysterical she is hilarious so, Natasha uh, the character? No, the actress. Um, she I, did a TV she a, show as well. She's in Stafflets. She's in Stafflets as well. Um, um, she, I think she's actually the sister of the guy who plays the... Which I think was in Fleabag. I'm going off on a tangent. Tangent, tangent, tangent. Tangent, yeah. But yeah, I do think the, I think the TV series is really quite good. And I think there's some new ones coming. On there is. Yes, there will be some. iPlayer soon. Um, and I think the old series is still on iPlayer. I believe so. So I would, I would recommend it gets watched. But speaking of Wellington Paranormal for a second... <sighs> So when I first heard Wellington Paranormal was based on, you told me, I think, mm. it's based on the coppers from What We Do in the Shadows. And yeah. I'm like, I can't even remember the coppers oh from What God. We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> right. And then we were at Cellular Screams and they came out into the cinema, did that skit, hysterical, like, I, nothing, like, it couldn't go wrong after that, could it? I love Karen and Mike. I absolutely, I absolutely love them. So them. I've got a video of Karen singing <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> Uh, and I've, I've, I haven't posted it anywhere because, like, you know, I didn't realize, I don't know whether she'd be offended. I think she'd love or it. Or not. But I think what I'll do is try and Instagram tweet and Facebook her and see if she minds if I share it. Okay. And if she doesn't, then I'll get it on social media. Because she's actually quite good. They, they did it, we, we were lucky enough to see them at Celluloid Screams a few years ago, and um, they did an interview on stage basically as their characters. Yeah. And they stayed in character. It was fantastic. So good. It was so funny. <laughs> also, I think we should probably at some point say, just because I, I remembered it, I'm just looking now, that uh, so congratulations to Karen. 
Oh yeah, she got married. Got married. Congratulations, Karen. Karen got married, got engaged, not sure which. Looks like a married wedding ring. But yay! Karen, Karen did something. We don't we don't know what it may be. She got no. married. She got well, married. Well, said she may have got engaged or married. No, no, no they got, got married. It looks like they got married. Ring. But yeah. congratulations to congratulations. you and your missus. Yeah. I don't know her name. Sorry, darling. No. No, we don't know. No, we don't. Because we haven't learned that in depth. I do apologize. But, and well done to... Um, New Zealand, I guess that's where you yes. live. Yeah. For actually not being dicks and allowing same-sex couples to get married. Well done well for done. that. Well done, New Zealand. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely check out Wellington Paranormal. Oh, and, and what we do in the shadows. Favourite moment from Wellington Paranormal? <sighs> I don't think you pick up favourite moments so much of favourite episodes. I do like the is it the the ship the shapeshifting alien brothers one where they both work oh, on the, the first, farm. The first, I mean that's the first. Is episode. that the first episode? Hilarious. I don't know which. Like it's hard to pick a favorite moment. I think I really enjoy Karen O'Leary's character. I think we said this off tape earlier. Yeah. Just like the kind of dry way, the the way that like. The nods to camera, yeah. The way that I think she, I think the character thinks she's smarter than other people, but she's not really. I like her boss. Oh yeah, especially yeah. silly as it again. I love the silly stuff, the little silly stuff where he goes to punch in his pin. He's like beep beep beep, <laughs> like he actually does the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> again, as I say, airplane s. That's yeah. an airplane. It is, yeah. it is. Yeah, you're quite right. My favourite episode is the how the ghost house party. Yes, oh, that's the ghost cool. orgy. Yeah. yeah. Right, so that was the TV. Um, pick me up. TV pick me, pick me up. Good so choices for TV watchers. I'm going to go to the loo and then we will go on to our pick me up shorts and most memorable pick me up quotes. Yay! Quotes. The, the quotes are going to be something special. I've got. I've got. <laughs> I've got a great one. We're gonna. I'm gonna get Mercer. The play the other part so we can Woo! do justice. Right, so let's talk about some of our uh, pick me up short films. Let's do that. that let's do that. So I'm instantly going to go with. I've got a massive add on for these people, uh-huh. specifically one. But um, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to go with <laughs> Papa Wrestling. Banana motherfucker. And banana motherfucker. Uh, both. Um, I, we should have both directed by Fernando Alley. Mm. I will double check um, that for you. Didn't you get one of their shorts on DVD that was intended yes. for somebody else? Yes, on a motherfucker. Was it Joe Lynch? Yes. Or... So, um, I absolutely love Papa Wrestling and we saw it at Fryfest and it was for sale. It was like £10 for a short. We bought it. And I bought it. Mm. I'm like, I want it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. It's hysterical. It's funner. It's Spanish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's everything I want in like a short film, uh-huh. um, and we were in the, a couple of years later, the year later, maybe a year later or something. Yeah, yeah. We came back with Banana Motherfucker, which again is hysterical. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd have known about the fan um, film your own yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, basically, Banana Motherfuckers about killer bananas. Mm. My God, who would have thought it? Who would have thought? thought it? And they got fans to like. Do their own kind of film and little clips mm. and they built it all into film and it was incredible and it's hysterical and we were in the phoenix nightclub in london yeah they were in there and we were talking to him 
and I were like, oh my god, absolutely love Banana Motherfucker. Um, oh, we bought last year, last time you you actually sold DVDs of the film that you made, um, and we bought that. Have you not got any of this? And they were like, um, no. They're like, we have got one copy with us uh, in a Spanish accent. Um, we have got one copy with us. Si, senor. We have got one copy with us, but that's for Joe Lynch. And I was like, Sorry, Joe Lynch, Joe. as in the director of Rompton to Mayhem, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Lynch. Amazing Joe Lynch. He's really good. And I was like, we were like, well, he's not here. <laughs> and they were like, no, he's not. He were. And then they were like, <laughs> and then they were like, well, see, does you actually bought a copy of Papa Wrestling. You can have this one. Burn onto just a CD. Side note, Joe Lynch was actually there. Well, I'm sorry, Joe Lynch, <laughs> but... You snooze, you lose. I really liked it, yeah, I and I wanted it. And it's really cool, because it's just See, in, a, in a pot, and they've, like, they did their own cover, like, just, like, drew some bananas on and put banana motherfucker on. <laughs> um, and it was just a burnt off CD, and... I loved it. Uh, Papa Wrestling, in case you haven't seen it, is about a guy whose kid is getting bullied at school and he's a, like a professional Mexican wrestler. So he dons his suit one day and just goes down to the school and starts ripping kids apart, which is hilarious. Honestly, I don't know where you can see these. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. As we speak, or as other people speak, I'm just going to check YouTube no, we're going to wait for you. We're going to make this really awkward. We're just going to have this silence where uh, we're just waiting for you to check YouTube. You had a good day today, Chris? Yeah, it's been okay. Yeah. There's, been, there's been no sport, which for me as a huge football fan, my weekends are often dominant. Not dominated by the football, but I like to watch the footy on the weekend and not having it here is is pretty bad. But Liverpool are 20 or were 25 points ahead mm-hmm. in the league. So... It looks like the season's not just going to be declared null and void and Liverpool there. Are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> we had nothing else to talk about. You left a huge gap. Oh my God. As a passionate Reds fan, Liverpool's current, I, um, current plight, the Premier League plight is a concern. I'm so sorry about this. Um, I can't, I, I can only find a trailer for Banana Motherfucker, but I will share that because I think it's it needs sharing. Um, anyway, as I said, when, when the season probably not going to be declared null and void. I'm sorry to hear that. Then hope well, it's not going to be declared null and void oh. apparently. So therefore, Liverpool can take their first Premier League top or the their first title in the first thirty years and their first Premier League title. Uh, yeah. I can't find anything for Papa Wrestling, <laughs> um, but um, I have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess in the same vein as Banana Motherfucker and Papa Wrestling. I'm not entirely sure who it was by, but um, another pick-me-up film is uh, Brutal Relax. Fucking genius. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. It's just a dude trying to enjoy his holiday. That's all he's trying to do. He's just trying to have a nice time on beach. Things get in the way. Now, Brutal Relax, we can definitely share this with you because it is on YouTube. All right, okay. Um, I can't believe it's nine years old on YouTube. Nine? How cool was that? Wow, Um, that's about right, you know. But again, Brutal Relax is... It's an over-the-top gore fest yes. in, like, 15 minutes. Uh, and it's so funny. It is. It is really, really funny. Yes. Um, Chris, do you have a show that you particularly love that's a pick-me-up? I, I do. Although, looking back at his runtime, 
is it's a short that is not so short. It's a full TV episode length. Really? Short. Which normally irritates me because I a short should be a short. If you start getting a TV length episode, just like a TV show. Mm. But it was Finley that we saw, or me and Mercer saw, at Soho Horror Festival last year. A I, I didn't see this one myself, so I will let you two have a good old... A chinwag about this. Yeah. So, just, run, just running through quickly. Basically, there are is a couple and their friend living in a house together. So, we've got them living in a the house. They find a creepy old doll in the attic. They... Sorry, what's that noise? What's that noise? Oh, professional oh. fears dipping into a crisp. Sorry, guys. Anyway, so yeah, so they, they, find the, they find the doll in the attic. A doll that is trying to, then starts trying to kill them in various quite quite comedic means because the doll is absolutely useless. useless. The worst killer in the history of the world. It's even worse than like the Tucker and Dale aren't even killers. <laughs> It's worse than the scream. It's worse than Ghostface. To be fair, to be fair, they're, to be fair, they're, they're, just fail a lot. They're, they're, they're pretty really inept in big chunks of trying to kill people. But as I say, they're trying. So he's trying to kill the the three people in the house. They they obviously aren't aren't warm aren't warm to this. It's best to say. And they start to freeze them out. And you generally feel really, really bad for Finley, who is a killer Aww. doll. <laughs> but that's the brilliance of the short, that you you generally feel this completely inanimate <laughs> object. It's it's kind of funny the way, like, when he tries to kill him and he fails, and they're so disapproving of the fact. And it's like, it's almost like a Finley... Moment, Aww. and he and Eddie gets this kind of like look on his face, Aww, like, Oh, I'll be so I probably cry though, I'm, I'm so emotional all the time. I probably have a little bit of a week. Be fair though, he, he becomes a hero because they get broken into. We don't and, want to give away though. You know, okay. it's a short, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's Aww. gonna make a huge. I huge don't know difference. whether you'd be able to find Finlay, I can't find it anywhere. Have you, have you yeah, YouTubed I've, it? I have searched for it, I cannot find it. I'm sure if we ask a certain festival director, he may have links to Finley. Or at least to help us know how or we to help can us get know the how word to find out it, there. yes. So we shall see on that one. But yeah, he, let's he becomes a hero. Say, he becomes a hero and then not. Can I see a picture of Finley? Because I've not actually can, seen this show. See Is there a, just can... to see if I would cry, because I do I do often cry at inanimate objects. I can only find the, co- the cover. Oh, it looks like a little slappy. It looks like a good old fashioned slappy. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, fin- it is. It's a lovely. It's not lovely. It's just funny. It's fine. It it's is fine. funny, and it's funny just the interaction, like the fact that he's there. Initially, it starts out like you know, like any horror movie where this inanimate object comes to life and people yeah. don't realize that, but then it's just. What a good little boy! <laughs> good little Finley. But their everyday life is pretty much um, just them avoiding Finley's yeah. mur- murder Aww, attempts. Really, really bad murder attempts. No, I'll, I'll chill that out myself. I can get a hold of it. Um, my my show isn't necessarily a pick me up, but it is hilarious. So um, if you like laughter, then it is going to pick you up. 
But I'm going to go with Gwilliam. Gwilliam is hilarious. I pissed myself here. Actually, how it. Oh my gosh. And the shining one as well with the chickens. The really fucked up shining. The chicken in. The chicken in. Is it the chicken in? I don't know. I just think it just came to my mind. Is it called the chicken in? I do not know. I'll have to look into that further. Um, But yeah, let's go back to Gwilliam. So, Gwilliam is. Oh God! How would we describe William? Ugly. Oh, a, 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 <laughs> oh no! A goblin, a goblin kind of uh, a, a weird, goblin? a weird kind of. You have a boglins. The yeah, yeah. That's the that's the best I can describe it. Mixed with those creatures from the gate, it's a lot like those creatures from the gate. Do you think? Yeah. For me, Will, William's kind of like if you took in my mind, like <laughs> I'm scared of what you're gonna. No. You took your local pervy paedophile. Oh, I thought you meant took, as in you were no, taking something no. in. Right, like, okay. if, you, if, you, if, you, if you took your local pervy paedophile who's mm-hmm. like, you know, jizzing off in his little chair, we was like, there. You think all paedophiles sit in chairs and just jizz off, right? Yeah, but like, you know, they're really dirty, like, yeah. they've got like dirty stained clothes on and yeah. they've just got jizz all over them. <laughs> and then you made it into like a cartoon. It'd be the jizz. That would be William. <laughs> yeah. It'd like, it, like the dirty kind of... Uh, like, you know the house smells yeah. of semen. I, I, to be honest, I don't want to go too Sperm. much into William if you haven't seen it because I think the element of surprise with William is the best part of it. What he is and what he offers is Oh, hilarious. God, I feel physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I, I, I think I put that out of my mind, and now I feel sick. William's brilliant. It's so good. Oh, behind the dumpster. Yeah. Oh God. It's like where the... did we see that? Was that Sally? Sally Road? Road. <laughs> yeah, Sally. I think. Do you know what I think? It's a massive shame that a lot of these short films. Uh, are played in festivals and I know there's like short film festivals and stuff like that but it's really hard to kind of find them on any other kind of media yeah well I mean a lot of them tend to do tend to upload them to certain well, they might platforms. have Vimeo yeah Vimeo is quite yeah. yeah but it's like, it is sometimes quite difficult to find them and because as well I think with these short films they're like festivals they're so built into like such a packed schedule yeah that they can get lost. And they get mixed up one into one yeah. another as well if you're getting similar ones. Like, I mean, oh, was it that one? Or... Over over time, I've seen some absolutely incredible short films mm. at Fright Fest, at Celluloid, Soho. and at Soho. Um, in fact, I would say Soho's played some of the strongest yeah. short films yeah, that I've seen. definitely. Uh, Soho Horror Festival. And if you have a look at their past um, itinerary, mm-hmm. Um, schedule schedule I yeah think, yeah it's like a you know what i mean i know what you mean if you have a look at their past like schedule you'll see some amazing films like um we bought a monkey's paw oh yeah. i love that one That's incredible so good, yeah muffin man incredible that dog poo one dog poo one. yeah where it's dog poo ghost oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, out in Silence We Live Forever, which we put out. Oh, mm. Which is an amazing, not a, really a happy one. I think, funny, but it's still amazing. But it's an amazing. And, and what better shot. time to go and discover shorts? Because 
Like you say, shorts don't often get the, t- the think, attention yeah. they deserve. I, even now, like, just say, uh, like, I've just got these things coming to me going, oh my God, like, Bats in the Belfry Which Tower. That cartoon one. Oh, yeah, they were really yeah, good, yeah. They were, like, amazing. Um, most recently, I don't know if you've seen uh, from BBC iPlayer, but Katie Bonham's new show, Selfie Stick. Oh, oh yeah. It's actually stick. brilliant. It's really, yeah. I don't say actually brilliant, but I'm not surprised it's brilliant. <laughs> that came out wrong, because Kate is amazing. Um, but it's 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 a total change from what she normally is does, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of it's it's it's, like, it's still it's, got it's her comedic, element in comedic, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, it's still got elements thing. of Katie in it. So. I think it's funny. Like I obviously watched it because mm. that's what you do. And um, uh, I don't want to ruin anything. But all I remember is um, being a kid and my mum constantly saying. If wind changes, wind changes, your face will stay like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I got from it. I think other people were like, I don't know if everyone took the same thing away. Like, for me, it was like that that urban legend of if the wind changes. Yeah. But then a lot of people I've seen talking about it have talked about it's the social media. That's the thing. It's urban legend meets modern social media. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's not as like because a lot of Katie's stuff is um, very mood oriented. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very you know ghost like and what's the word? I'm doing very this cla- with my very, hands. Very classic. Very classic. <laughs> yeah, very classic. Yeah, like classic haunted horror sort of thing. And I think this one was a total pop. But yeah, check, basically, check, her stuff is normally quite dark. Check out yeah. Katie's stuff anyway because she is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I, I'd say selfie stick is a pick me up. Kind of short because it's funny and yeah. Cool. All right. Um, that appears to be all the shorts we've got, unless anybody else. Well, there's is... loads of shorts. Of course, there and is. And yeah, sure, over time, like when we delve into our like different genres, we'll try and include more shorts that fit into yeah, the genres yeah. and stuff like yeah. that to try and share with you because we don't, you know, people work damn fucking hard on some of the stuff they do and spend a lot of money so, for a yeah. short, more money than you think. For a sure. short. Um, so we definitely need to do martial arts to them. Definitely. Defo. Um, but this just now brings us to our last part of this episode, which is our favourite quote. <laughs> these quotes are shit, by the way. I'm no. going to put that out there right now. Some of these, we've, we've already used some class, We've picked classics. Well, I mean, yeah, classics. Some known, some not. And I think it just sometimes you get some lines in a film that define a film. And whenever you go back to them and you think of that, you go, right, okay, that line springs to mind straight away. It doesn't necessarily have to be a pick-me-up, but it's things that remind you of that film. So, Mercer. Well, I'm going to actually... I, we didn't discuss this earlier. I am going to use this one because I do use this genuinely a lot in my daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, I live by this quote. Um... It's from Waxwork. Oh. The 1988 It's been a long time since I watched Waxwork. Which is also a fucking incredible film, just so you know. Not a pick-me-up, but an incredible It's not a pick-me-up, but... Well, no, actually, it is quite a pick-me-up. I fucking love it. For you, yeah. Um, It's a line quoted by Michelle Johnson, who was playing China. Uh Uh-huh. And um, someone says something to her, and she turns around and she goes, I do what I want, when I want. Dig it off. Fuck off. Oh my god, is that what that's from? Yes! You have been using that for fucking years. All my life. I know. Yeah. It's I... one of my favourite quotes. 
Um, because you, it's a genuine quote that you can just use day to day. Okay. Right, I do what I want when I want to go. Fair Fuck enough. Off. Um, I love it. All right. Chris? No, you, you go next to mine. It's such a stone cold, absolutely <laughs> classic. I love I, it so I, much. I, I've I want, got a couple. I want, I want to end on it. Go on, are we moving through this one by one? Just do it. Just do, do it. Right. Okay. No. <laughs> do it. You go. I'm excited. <laughs> Sorry, there were there were there were film that played. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There were film that played at Fryfest, and it's called Cherry Tree, and it's basically about these witches, and uh, they're trying to I don't know do something with this coven of shit. I don't remember. Film's not great, not gonna lie. But there's a line in it where where she goes, "Have you ever thought about having a baby?" And then she goes, "I'm thirteen." Think about it. And then what? <laughs> what the fuck just came out of your mouth? Um, there is also uh, what else have we got? I'm just interrupting. All right. Quick fright fest. Uh huh. It's not a main film. It's like a, a fright fest at Halloween or something. Right. You didn't mean that, did you? Mean what? That kiss. <laughs> Giant octopus <laughs> cloud attack. That was uh, called Altitude. After... Altitude. 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 Oh my god, Altitude. Um, I, I, please film. seek out these films if you can because the che- they're on the way to see a Coldplay concert for a start. But I should tell you all you fucking need to In know. In a private In jet. In a private jet. Fucking <laughs> okay, no. hell. It's hilarious. Watch Altitude. Um, are, are you wanting to go in one? Because I've got I'm more after last. this. I'm really? Okay. Then I'm going to go with. I don't know the year. It's from a film called Whore. I didn't know it was from a film called Whore until I had to look it up. But the line basically goes, I mean, this guy pulls up to a prostitute and he's asking her what she does. And she says what she's doing. And he says, uh, well, what other stuff do you do? And she goes, well, what do you want? And he goes, I want to fuck you in the ass. Why'd you go fuck your own asshole? Ha ha ha. I would if I could. Bitch! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell. I love that line. Um, oh, God, there's so many. Like, anything from Savaged. Anything at all. Like, my girlfriend likes to take pictures on her mobile phone. <laughs> anything. Just Savaged in general. Tulpa. Pretty much anything from Tulpa. Anything from Tulpa if you saw the actual... Only version of Tulpa you should be able to see. All we know about her is that she was an hermaphrodite. Him. When, him. Right. No, when that fucking girl has been through everything, she's been... She, someone's tried <laughs> she's to kill her. She's taken that woman's covered in blood and bruises. What's wrong? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding? What's wrong? Do you like a cup of tea? <laughs> oh, I love that film so much. I miss I that film. Um, Chris is dying to get to his. So um, go to gonna, Chris. I'm oh, just going to shout one thing. All right. Just gotta shout it. Garbage day! <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna finish on this. This is gonna be the end, the end of the episode. We'll so we, shall we say our thanks now? Because I think this will be the Wait, let's this, go, let's go this through this because we're just gonna throw out a couple of other things after we finish. Alright. Okay, right. So I'm gonna enlist Mercer here for a dual a dual <laughs> uh, performance. Mercer's gonna this is from the Howling Free. Mercer's gonna play the priest. I'm playing Jaboa. Okay. Okay. And uh, and take it. Go. Don't be afraid of me, my child. I want to help you. 
I don't need any help. You should not run away from home. I don't like home. Why, child? Because my stepfather tried to rape me. And he's a werewolf. <laughs> Bless, bless be, child. That's that in the quote. <laughs> Talk about a double threat, Jesus. <laughs> My stepfather tried to rape me. Right, if, and he's a werewolf. If, if someone said to me, why are you running away from home? The werewolf bit would probably be would probably be my first word. As much as you want to end it on that, I, I remember a quote from oh. Black Sabbath. I'm really sorry. Black Sabbath. Do you, have you, do you oh remember? my god. Can't a grandfather molest his grandson? Or something like that. Is it? Can't he fiddle with his own That's grandson? It. No, I'm sure he says molest. I'm sure he says fiddle. Well, whichever one it is. Whichever one he says, it's funny. It's inappropriate. It's funny. Sorry, just, Chris, I know you want to talk about it. Neither as good as Halloween 3 there. That's kind of an anticlimax. The listener finished on the high and then went, oh, well, that was great. The episode finished a bit shit, didn't it? Well. Actually, it is going to finish a bit shit because right. we've got some serious stuff to discuss. We do? Yeah. So we just want to say, obviously, uh, thanks for listening to us. Um, I just think it's important to support our other podcasters out there. Yes. Um, so in this time where you are, you, potentially some people are going to have so much time on their hands. <laughs> and we know people are throwing films at you. We've just done it. TV shows, shorts. Um, so we thought we may as well just add to that list as well. So I'm just going to throw... Uh, a podcast that I've just started listening to. Oh. It's called It's a Horror Podcast. It's a podcast that also, similar to us, they discuss subgenres, mm-hmm. but they don't pit them off together. They just discuss subgenres in horror. Okay. Um, and they also do film reviews and stuff like that. They've, I think they've been going for about a year now. Um, so it is a bit of a catch up if you want to start from fresh. But, you know, it's it's quite nice. They've got a nice relationship. So. I just think that's a, a one to check out. You can find it on Podbean, Anchor. Um, and then obviously we've got... Strong, strong, strong Language and Violence Scenes who, you know, we've we've supported before we even were doing Started, our yeah. own podcast because, you know, they are our friends. And Andy and Mitch also have done some excellent stuff outside of the podcast. Yeah, so, Mitch has done some amazing music. Some amazing and again, music. check out Andy's shorts because... They're incredible. And his shorts, Mitch's sound work for Black Mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Check also, out Black Mass, but it's they've just ended. <laughs> they have just ended, but um, Watchfires. Yeah. They're exactly. also really, really good music. Yes. So that's Find something else. Spotify, they're music. all over there. Spotify. Yep. So we just thought we'd just throw a couple of things out like that. Yeah. yeah. And then also, so we've been going for a while. Like, well, well, a few December. months now, a few yeah. months. Yeah. And um, we still haven't got kind of an introduction show. Oh, we don't, know. So we're kind of thinking, like, you know, people might be really bored and want to do something. So, like, does someone want to kind of maybe <laughs> make us some music? Like an introduction? An intro and an outro would be cool. No, who do we know, who do we know is in the band and does no, sound like, No, I mean, there's people, like, we know so many talented people out there, and we're not going to directly ask anyone, Mitch. But... <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, like, but this is to anyone who might listen to it, like, well, and obviously, uh, like, you know, we're not going to pay you because we aren't, we aren't going to money. I'm, I'm, I'm 
happy you in... We'll give you a beer, we'll give you a beer when we see you. Well, if we do get to see you, we're, you know, we're global. Um, <laughs> you know, we're Santa Pay tomorrow, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, if, if, if anyone out there did, like, want to try and knock someone up for us, like, we'd really appreciate it because, you know... We were useless at that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, we're pretty shit at that kind of thing. I tried to make a tune on my phone, but it didn't... Well, it sounds all right, but it doesn't really fit our theme, and then I can't actually do what we it's just stood on an app. Okay. I don't know what to do. Um, but it'd be pretty cool if we could. Hmm. Um, we'll give you full credit for it, obviously. Full credit. Oh. And, um, you know. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank, thank you for that. <laughs> just make us some fucking music! Moving on from that, um, we, we appreciate this will have been a long episode, but again, there's a lot of time to film... And we're just trying to help with your sanity, really. We hope we have and not driven you further to it. Um, just um, not not to end on a on a sad note. I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying, in times the way they are, and I know we touched upon it earlier. Just try and be nice to each other. Yes. Try and be considerate. Of the people who can't get to do the things that you do, the people who can't physically leave the house, the people who aren't able to get to shops at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, ask them if they're all right. Ask your friends if they're all right, if they need anything. Like, don't just like take a second to just give someone a call. Yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world. We, we you know, it's so easy to just like send a text, which is amazing. Like, send texts, do that. Do you know what? Just pick your phone up every so often and just give someone a call and check that they're, they're doing yeah. all right. And if you go to the shops and there's one loaf of fucking bread left and you're picking it up and you can see someone who's more in need than you, fucking turn around and give it them. There's no need to panic buy. <laughs> I know we're focusing heavily on the panic buying, but there is no need to panic buy. Just be sensible. Just take what you need and that's it. That's the key to everything. Be sensible, be considerate, be nice. Watch some good fucking films. Watch some good horror films. And don't be a dick. Yes. yes. And that's, I feel, as good a place to end it on as any. So thank you for this slog of a podcast you've been <laughs> listening to. I hope you found some shorts, some TV shows, some films to check out. We will be back next Tuesday with Back to Our Normal Programming. Whether or not that is by Skype or not. Yeah, yeah, as long as the world hasn't ended, we will back to our normal programming with which our best witch horror. Yeah, please get in contact. Let us know your best witch horror. And we shall be back next week. Oh, and like and rate us and comment on us. Whether you like us or not, just so we know where we stand. And just one more time, if you do need to reach out to anyone and talk to anyone, we will be here to talk yeah, to we'll you. Yeah, we'll post mobile number online. Do it, pal. Do it. It's fine. Okay, so is that anything else? Anyone for anything else? Guess just thanks. Stay safe and we love you. Oh, I was going to say we love you, but then I thought we're too cheesy. Oh, well, well we'll, we love all of them. All right, we, yeah, we love you. Take we'll care, love. everybody. Cheers. Bye. 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 To keep up to date with everything we're doing, or if you want to contact us at all, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd by searching for I Spit on Your Grids. Twitter by searching for the handle at spitgrids or you can email us on electricpossums at gmail.com.